Validas Tool and Library Qualification Podcast with your host, Oskar Slotosch. Hello, my name is Oskar Slotosch and I'm your expert in tool qualification and avoidance of tool qualification. And I'm Ivana Kuricic, your friendly representative of the audience. In this podcast, we support you in building a safe and compliant infrastructure for your software development. It's about the safety of tools and libraries that can be achieved by qualification. In our episode 38, we have decided to talk about process modeling tools. Oscar, what are process modeling tools and why do they matter for qualification anyway? Well, a process modeling tool is a modeling tool for processes. So, um, and yes. there, <laughs> yes, and, and there are a lot of process modeling tools. But today we speak about our process modeling tool, which is called PMT, which is rather a process modeling technology. And why does it matter? Well, many, many safety standards are based on processes and you should have a process. And well, what is a process? So it's just a way you do something. But um, in order to be repeatable, this has to be documented. And that's where process modeling tools or process tools in general come into play. So you can document something and by documenting it, you um, need to think about it and see maybe, well, that's not so good. And you write it down. And the most important thing, you make it repeatable and analyzable. So if somebody has a process and say, we will do this and this, uh, then um, you can check whether he has done it or whether he hasn't done it. And um, that's that's one part of the process modeling. And the other part is, of course, you can then uh, also check whether this process is compliant with the safety standards. So safety standards say, within your process, you should have a step by doing this and you should have a step by testing the software and by measuring code coverage. And these are process requirements. And well, how, how can you satisfy the process requirements without having a process? And of course, uh, documenting the process is then the basis for documenting the compliance. You mentioned that the PMT of Validas is not so much of a process modeling tool, but a technology. What makes it different from the process modeling tools that do exist already? Yes, well, I, I call it a technology because there are many steps uh, involved and it's not only the tool that we have, um, it's also the method how we use a tool, it's a connection to other tools, It's somehow it's embedded in our framework and uh, we did a two years of research to uh, create this together with Theo Klausthal and Professor Andreas Rausch and Joachim Schramm um, who contributed uh, ideas to this tool and uh, Based on these ideas, uh, we, we created this tool. Let me say the difference maybe is we have really a strictly very model-based tool uh, that, that can really do uh, formal uh, checks while other tools are more a bit of a, like a design tool to make nice web pages and uh, um, graphics and, and so on. But we do have really this very formalized tool that allows us to also check consistency of the documents and the processes. So for example, if you have a, a process that uh, requires an input and you have another process that provides an, uh, an output and uh, those you connect, then of course uh, the output from one process is going to the input to the another process. And um, there are some process modeling tools uh, that don't even check this. And um, for example, I have seen a process described in a process modeling tool 
uh, we have modeled it within our tool and um, then we so just to to make the compliance argumentation better and we have found this in another tool we just retyped it and then our process modeling tool found oh there are some artifacts in the process that are never created so um, you have something described in the tool and um, one of those artifacts was called product so in the sense they had a had a process uh, and a product and nobody was responsible or this one never described how the product was created and this tool didn't even complain so in this case i would say well uh, that's uh, of course you can you can put a uh, product into an, in a tool but at least the tool should complain hey nobody is responsible for building the product and in this uh, example, you also see that it um, some people do not live the process they model, uh, because if nobody is responsible for creating the product, this company won't be very productive. Well, that was a bit also the motivation in, in doing things. We wanted to have it uh, consistent and checkable and, and verifiable. Of course, there's also always a, a limit of formalization. In principle, we could also formalize a process down to bits and bytes, but this doesn't make sense uh, because it's not a process for machines, it's a process for humans. And on some level of degree, you have to enter some human steps like uh, um, run this tool or um, write this document or uh, create this uh, model. For example, in our process, we do say create this TCA model for the structure of the tool chain. The next step is then create the analyze uh, the structure model and create an, an error model. So those are steps that we describe textually. But at least uh, when we uh, connect those steps, um, there are formal checks that um, say, oh, this process has no input. Hmm, that's true. What is the input to creating a toolchain model? Well, of course, you then come up, okay, there should be a tool user uh, giving you information about the toolchain. And then you have this input and you can describe and model the output. And that's what the process modeling tool is, uh, is for, that you can describe the process and think about it. I want to ask you really quickly, you mentioned that it was created or started in an academic research project. How does this work when you develop a technology such as this one with, well, I want to say public sector, but you're technically, you're coming from a company and you are working with academics and researchers who don't necessarily have a commercial interest. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, that's a typical thing. So in Germany and and Europe, most research is done in cooperation between universities and industries. So this is good for industries because you have the recent knowledge and research from universities and university get feedback from the industries what is necessary. And those are founded projects. So our project was called Top Water. Um, and um, I don't know something about tool and processing, whatever abbreviation, uh, I, I don't remember anymore. And then you just meet together, discuss together, what are your goals here and uh, what university already has. And then you see, see whether this is appropriate or whether you can extend it a bit. And then you came up with some prototypes and things like that. And 
typically when we do a research project, there should be also a, a public benefit. And uh, that's why we decided uh, to put this tool on our web page for free use. So you can download the top, the, the, our PMT tool and design and uh, model your own processes. And there's even good documentation and videos available how uh, this can be used. So that's uh, what we think to be fair. If you get public funding, then you should have some public benefits uh, out of it. And we will leave a link to the PMT of Validas in our description for this episode, if you want to find uh, it. Yeah, of course. So the motivation to create Validas's process modeling tool or technology was not only to make sure that safety requirements are followed through, but also that humans reading it or looking at it understand what's going on. Do you have any ways of explaining to us how it's different from other existing process modeling tools in what the user actually gets to experience? Well, there are some differences. Uh, we found most process modeling tools didn't have a close integration to requirements. So um, we had some tools, and I don't say names here, uh, that allowed us to describe a process. But then we wanted to note the inputs and the outputs and we couldn't do it in a nice way. And then uh, we also wanted to link the process to um, requirements and say, uh, by this step, we can satisfy this requirement and we couldn't find a notion of requirement. So there is a, a business process modeling language, BPMN, uh, or notation, business process modeling notation. And this is a standardized notations and there are a lot of tools around. But this, this tool has no uh, notation for requirements. So it's a process description tool and no requirements tool. But in order to have a safety compliance, you need to combine uh, the process descriptions together with requirements. And um, this is one thing uh, that we were missing. And there's uh, other things that we are missing in, in order to have verification action and processes that are different from normal process steps because they verify something and they have some checklists. So a normal process is usually just a description where a verification process is something that has concrete criteria, so meeting questions uh, that the user has to answer to verify something. And therefore, for us, a, require, a process is different from a verification step. Process module and verification modules are two modeling elements in our process modeling technology. There are a few other things that uh, we wanted to have, um, for example, an automated tailoring so that there you can just automatically tailor the process by um, entering some conditions and then uh, the process is tailored automatically because the tool can compute then that there are some we call it variant terms, so definitions of uh, uh, under which the process actions are executed or are to be executed or not. So you can define some conditions like in a programming language. So it's so easy when you have uh, conditions with if, then and else, you have conditions and uh, then those are uh, applied or not applied. And that is something we also wanted to have in, in the process description in order to be able to formulate different processes in one model. And for example, if you have an ASIL A process, there are different actions required for an ASIL D process. And then you just tag to the ASIL D actions. You tag a condition. If my safety level is ASIL D, then do this. And otherwise the, those things disappear automatically. And that's some requirements we also wanted to have uh, within the process modeling tool. And these standard tools didn't offer us those. and. Uh, 
as well as the generation of documents and other features that we wanted to have uh, there. Do you want to talk a little bit about the development process of Validas's PMT? Um, what it actually consists of? I want to go into the nitty-gritty, as people would say it. What exactly are the elements that you're working with when you're modeling within the PMT? Yeah, so there's two things. One is uh, when you develop the tool, uh, this is somehow the architecture of the tool and I'm very thankful to Alexander Fedorov who supported us here. We use Eclipse uh, modeling framework and build a model there and from that we generated big portions of the tool. Uh, not the specific things, but the, the editing and, uh, and the saving and loading of models. This was all done within the Eclipse architecture. That's why we choose them. But that's uh, also true for, the, for example, for the TCA tool or other tools we are uh, building. But the, then the specific things for the process modeling tool are the elements that we have available to describe the process. And the main elements to describe a process are the uh, responsible persons or roles or stakeholders, as we say in the PMT. And then there are the second thing are the steps. So persons perform steps. And of course, then there are artifacts, so the inputs and the outputs. And with these three things, you can describe everything in the process. You have inputs and outputs and steps. Of course, those steps can have sub-steps. So if you have a, a complex steps, a complex step, this is composed of several other steps. And if you have a complex artifact, uh, this is composed of several, uh, let's say, chapters or sub-artifacts. Uh, and that's also something where hierarchy uh, comes into place. And you mentioned stakeholders, so we're definitely talking about the standard project management dictionary here. This is implemented within the PMT. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, the basic. And from those uh, graphs that you have, so uh, typically if you have a graph with the steps and the artifacts as the edges connected, then you also can have a graphical visualization of uh, the process. You can say, okay, here's my bubble for uh, creating the model and here's my bubble for checking the model and the, 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 the line between is the model. So then you have a very uh, simple um, graph and then you can still say, okay, um, we do uh, two roles. One is the modeler and one is the verifier. And then you assign those things. And then you have uh, also some, we call this the boxes or swim boxes. In the BPMN notation, you have the swim lines and we have decided to make swim boxes just for graphical thing. And uh, these graphics are generated automatically from the PMT tool. So you just connect the dots and then it shows you the process. And that's an, a nice feature of PMT tool that you can see the process without drawing it. And drawing a process is a lot of work, but seeing a process is a, is a good help to say, oh, we see here, this is not connected or this is not connected. And you, you see it immediately. And um, for me, a good process is also one that you can understand when you look at it. I asked you before about whether this process modeling tool actually includes the whole project management dictionary, but is it directly modeled after project management principles or what differences does it have? Well, it's not a, a pure project management uh, um, tool uh, where you typically work with like MS Project. So we don't want to uh, to add all the MS Project features here, but a bit of basic things of project management is included also there. So 
currently we don't really actively use this, but in principle you have all the artifacts there that you need, for example, to create. And then you can say, okay, um, in which state is this artifact? Um, uh, is it uh, already created? Is it planned? Is it ready for review? And then you can have some states uh, assign them to these artifacts. And at the end, when all artifacts are in the state done, uh, then we are done. And what type of interface options have you implemented within your PMT? Given that this is a tool that you use regularly for your processes, I can imagine that a variety of interfaces might be useful. Could you tell us a little bit about what you have developed and how these interfaces serve you? Of course, as I said, uh, it's process modeling technology and it's not only to generate Word documents. So, um, for example, when you have a process and the process uh, report, maybe 100 or 200 pages, and you give it to a colleague and say, here's your process, and they, they don't like to read 200 pages. So that's the one of the disadvantages of having uh, good documentation. <laughs> if you say, then 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 read this uh, document, they don't like it. So um, therefore, we did some different thing. We say, okay, how are you working? Are ah, you working with a with a, a track system to, to track issues and to follow track tasks and to no? Well, then we can just from from every process step, we can generate one ticket for you. And then you, I think that's cool. Then we can work with those things. And that's also a way how we can ensure that process is really um, uh, living so that people don't ignore the process and do whatever they want. So that's something we generate track tickets. And that is, for example, one of an interface that we do have. Other interfaces are mainly Excel, which is uh, always a good tool to um, collect data and um, having interfaces also, for example, the TCA tool is uh, necessary. We have an interface. For example, the PMT tool has a very important notion of parameter. So when you have a process, um, let's say test something, uh, you might do this only one time or you might do it 10 times. And if you have a tool with 10 features, you at least should have uh, 10 test specifications covering them. So uh, then you'd need to do something 10 times, 10 times the specification of the feature, 10 times the corresponding test strategy. And um, well, how is this handled? We handle this by parameters. And um, when we do, for example, verification and validation, we have a, a special tool VNV. And this will read our criteria, our checklist that we export. And it will also need the parameter values. So it will need the names of the feature. It is an optimization or one or two. It is a, a debugging option. It can be C or C++ languages. All those features need to be checked for if the specification is good and if the test strategy is good. So we need somehow this feature list. And that's where we use Excel as well and say, okay, TCA can export us our feature list. And then we read it into the VNV tool and we read the checks, um, the criteria into the VNV tool. And then we uh, just multiply it and we, we perform for every check and every uh, instance of the parameters we perform VNV. So that's um, then how uh, we need this and we have the interfaces. So we have interfaces to Excel, to the VNV tool, VVT, and to track where we export the tickets. So these are important things to, that are difference between the modeling tool and the technology that is um, somehow integrated in our qualification framework. I'm wondering if by using the reports generated and the potential errors and visual representation, 
there is a good method of backwards feeding information to an already existing process so that it can be improved? Yes, um, that's in, indeed something. So from the moment, for example, before we had PMT, we did manual uh, argue compliance and then somebody thought of a process and wrote, wrote it down and uh, did it. And then we found out this process is on some places too rigorous and other places not rigorous enough. Because by going uh, through the steps one by one by one, you really uh, see uh, what happens. And a good example is the tool qualification plan. So uh, as you know, we are for every tool qualification we perform, we are generating four documents, the tool classification report, the tool qualification plan, the tool qualification report and the tool safety manual. The qualification plan and the classification report are mentioned in ISO 26262 and uh, they are uh, required documents and the tool safety manual is somehow an implicit requirement from being part of uh, the safety planning activities. But what about the tool qualification plan? Well, it's in, in ISO 26262, it's not mandatory to have a tool qualification plan. Once having argued everything, we found out, okay, we don't need the tool qualification plan because we don't need to verify it, it's not necessary. You might see uh, safety standards like a hurdle. So when you do um, sports and you can, can run over hurdles and um, well, there are people trying to go below the hurdles, which is of course not, not the right way and it takes longer than just jumping over them. And as you know, um, if you want, want to be really fast, then you have to jump exactly over them. And uh, if you jump too high, it's, it's bad. And um, sometimes I have the feeling that some safety consultants try to do pole vault with their customers. And of course they will, uh, will go over the hurdles, but that's not the way how it's, uh, that's not the elegant way and not the fastest way to come over the, those hurdles. And that's something we are aiming at when we do um, when we do consultant and we do design our processes to take the hurdles in the, in the right way and uh, uh, without slowing down to be the fastest. So you mentioned some of the modeling elements that you have included in the PMT. Can you tell us if there are any other ones? How complex does this actually get? What can you expect or what do you when working with it, require of a process modeling tool that might not be as simple as persons, steps, and artifacts? Yes, and I think that's a very good question, and that's where the, the main difference to other process modeling tool lies. So we have um, included uh, there really a, a full uh, logic, so it, uh, it can evaluate uh, we have variables, what we call a process variable, and we have terms. So we can say um, A add B. So if you have a term and you can formulate a condition, you can say, for example, a condition is ASIL level equals to ASIL D. So safety level equals to ASIL D. So this is a condition, and this condition is composed of an equality and this is composed of a reference to a variable and is composed to a reference of an enumerated constant. And those are also things we model. So we model really the terms and the types even. So we can model a type 
which is enumerated uh, for the safety level. So we can say it's a type and it is ASIL A or ASIL B, ASIL C and ASIL D. That's an enumeration. And of course, SIL1, SIL2, SIL3 and SIL4, TQL1, TQL3 and, and so on. So all those things are enumerated in this type. And then we can say, okay, now we have a variable which we call safety level, which is of safety level type. And the safety level type is this enumeration. So those are the basics of this tool, which come from the mathematical logic and lambda calculus, which is a, a background of this tool and makes this tool so powerful. And of course, what you can do then with this logic is tailoring, automatic tailoring. You just say safety level is ASLD, and then it will uh, automatically evaluate all those terms. So if so, this is somehow the logical thing. So we model terms, we model variables, we model types, and of course, we uh, can also model bindings. We can say, let's say this safety level is equal to ASLD. So this also modeled somewhere. And those are things you typically do not model in process descriptions. You maybe write textual forms, but we have decided to use a model for that. And these are the most complex elements that you deal with, or is there anything else? Well, there's something uh, else there. So you know at Validas we are working model-based. So we built with a TCA, we have a modeling tool, and we uh, describe the tool chains using those models. And um, of course, those models need to be modeled in the process modeling tool. So we have a model of models. Uh, you might call it meta model, and that's a good term. But this is really important. For for example, if you want uh, to say, okay, we are creating here a TCA model. Of course, a model is something like an artifact. But in this case, we have decided to have special um, elements to model models. Well, and what makes them special? Well, they have a given structure and we can, for example, read in the TCA meta model into the PMT model and then um, describe in the process, for example, when we create a structure model, the structure model contains, has to contain tools, um, artifacts and use cases. These are three mandatory elements and we can describe in the process an artifact, which is called in the PMT tool, we can describe an artifact, which we call structure model. And we can say mandatory elements of a structure uh, model are tools, artifacts, and use cases. And we can say optional elements are um, features and optional elements are, uh, well, mandatory attributes are, are, for example, descriptions and optional elements are comments. And um, by doing this, we can really exactly specify what uh, needs to be created and what not. So the PMT tool can also be used to describe model-based processes in a very detailed way. Uh, in the principle, you can also then check uh, these conditions and uh, you can really say, is it a structure model or does it contain too many other things? And that is a strength thing of the process modeling tool as well, that it can use models. But it's not just the visuals that help you understand things better, it's also the reports that the PMT generates. You mentioned reports earlier and documentation generation. So what kind of reports can the PMT offer its users? Yeah, well, of course, uh, the, the most important thing is a process report. So we can describe the process and then you uh, press a button and then there comes a process report, including all the images and descriptions you enter. And that's a, a, a nice thing uh, that uh, you have as a, as a report. And 
the next thing uh, is the compliance report. So if you have the requirements from the safety standard and you have um, a description of how you comply with this, so then you can get a compliance report. And uh, compliance is also an explicit element in this uh, PMT tool. And the compliance is something where you describe for every requirement. You can assign a compliance to a requirement and say, with this requirement, we are compliant because, and then it's interesting, you just enter a textual thing, but in addition, you do provide links. You're, you're, for every compliance element with a requirement, you should provide a, a link to a process where you are doing it. And in addition, we provide a link to a verification, how we verify that we have done it correctly. And most recently, we added also um, a link to the documentation where we documented it. So for every compliance, you have to uh, link three things, a process, uh, a verification action, and a documentation uh, element. And this is then, of course, generated into the compliance report. And those are the two most important reports that are generated from the PMT tool. Um, for example, Validas has been successfully certified from TÜV um, that we have a good process for true qualification. And uh, we have, what have we done? We have modeled our process. We have argued the compliance and then uh, pressed two buttons, one for the process report, one for the compliance report, and go gave those documents to the TÜV and the TÜV was reading it, saying, well, really all requirements, all compliant. And of course they came to ask and, and, and asked us whether we really do this and, and some other checks of the general functional safety um, culture. And then we got the certificate. So, but the, the core, technology is this and that's also a big thing that uh, we say an assessment is a fun for us because we have such a good argumentation based on this model and uh, uh, always when somebody asks how do you satisfy this and how you do this we can just point to the compliance report and say here it's written down so that's a perfect tool for assessors that sounds brilliant but what kind of safety standards can you qualify for using the pmt anything. So we can enter uh, requirements from ISO 26262. We can enter requirements from IEC 61508 and uh, we can enter DO330 and we have already done all those three standards here and we can uh, be compliant with this and we can either enter further standards as well. So that's uh, exactly was also one of the motivations in doing this. We didn't want to argue compliance every time again and again. We wanted to have a compliance report generator and to have a, a logic behind it. And that is always the same. If we do tool qualification, we need one argumentation. If we do library qualification, we do need another argumentation. And there are so many combinations in these argumentations that we have them all on, on one model and can generate them with the tailoring completely automatically. When you have a process and uh, you, you come to an idea and something, you get feedback or whatever and say, okay, we should improve the process. So how can you do this in a, in a reasonable way? And uh, of course we can adapt the model and design new steps, but what happens then? And um, of course you then need to regenerate all the documents and uh, to distribute them to your team and um, do those uh, um, steps. And 
we have made PMT uh, in a scriptable way. So you can uh, write a script to it and say, open this model, uh, go to this process and then print the process report and also do tailoring, set this variable to true, set this variable to false, set the ASIL to D and then generate the reports. And um, this script is done automatically on our build server. So um, every time we uh, commit a, a a change to the model, uh, this job is triggered and some hours later all the documents are regenerated. So if someone wants to have the recent process description from us, we just go to the uh, to this Jenkins job and uh, look to which kind of process this is. Is it a true qualification process? Then take this document. Is it a library qualification process? Then take this document. So all this thing is uh, done continuously. That definitely adds to the automatization aspect of it. Yeah, that is continuous delivery at, at, at Validas here with PMT tool. Well, it's always good to see that you're using your own product, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's why we made it. We wanted to have something we can use and also we can adapt. And um, once we uh, we can generate also more documents, for example, we came to the plan for the safety of uh, of software, we need to have a documentation plan. So listing all the documents you want to create and uh, well, PMT has all this information already. Then we said, well, let's write a documentation plan generator. And it was just a day of work. And then we had a documentation plan generator listing all the documents and uh, no, no pain to create it. Our aim at Validas is really, um, and that's what we, we already achieved for a safety element out of context or libraries, we qualify that no document has to be created manually anymore. So either we have the documents like our qualification methodology or, or some um, modeling guidelines, other things, or they will be generated automatically from the models. And PMT is a model we generate the process descriptions to make more the safety plan out of it. And the TCA and TCASV uh, is the tool where we generate the safety case documents. The PMT tool is uh, somehow the, the basis of our, um, of our position in the market, being the only uh, worldwide company and there's, there's leading in tool and library qualification. We have this uh, PMT tool and using it in a really uh, stringent way. Process modeling improves our processes here. So that is something um, which really makes us strong. And um, we have this somehow in the core of our strategy in making customers happy and safe uh, with their tool and library qualification. Validas. Safety for your tools and libraries. Contact us at www.validas.de and ask for a free strategy talk. So in which direction are you going when it comes to the commercialization of this product? Which parts will be freely available forever in the prototype or which parts will not? Well, currently um, all is freely available. So uh, we update the PMT tool, not, not the nightly build, um, but we have uh, some stable builds that we put to the uh, web page for free usage because we are not process consultants, we are tool qualification and library qualification experts, and it's not our core business 
to um, discuss processes with people and and uh, teach them. Of course, we can do, especially in the field of uh, of uh, tool and library qualification. We we love to guide our customers and say that's the most elegant way in doing it. And uh, the more documents gen you generate, the less you need to write, and the, the more time you save. Of course, so they um, are adapting it more or less. And uh, well, but if other customers uh, have their own processes, then they. We don't care so much about the process consulting business. Uh, we care more about the safety relevant processes and that's something why we have not really plans to make a product out of it. So we call it still a prototype, even if we are using it in, uh, in a significant way at Validas. But uh, we also don't guarantee that if customers might have a finding or feature request that we will add it. So that's maybe also something why customers choose not to do it. Um, but what are the plans for further development of PMT in Validus? As it did come from a research project, I'm assuming you have other plans for its future. Yeah, of course. So we will um, uh, want to formalize more standards. So um, currently we have uh, not only uh, the tool qualification formalized and the library qualification, we have also um, well, you can say it's software qualification. So meaning we are compliant with part six and eight of ISO 262. So that is all required for software development from ISO 26262. And that's a, a big step we already have. And we have already also projects done with this process. So that's something we call it library qualification of new libraries that we qualify. And this um, can then be extended for IEC 61548, for example, where we currently have only the tool and library qualification parts uh, compliant, but not um, the software. And we can extend it to the software there um, to be uh, also uh, um, IEC 6158 compliant. But then more important, and I think that is a very uh, good steps are uh, the coming standards DO332. Well, for those of you you don't know DO332, it's a military standard about object orientation and uh, parameterized systems. So in principle about um, C++. And uh, this is a standard um, that says you how to analyze the risk. If you, for example, have a template that you can instantiate several times, you will get different codes out of it from one template. And where is the risk and how to address the risk? And if we are compliant with our C++ library qualification with DO332, then we are very safe. And currently there is a bit of uh, reluctance uh, within the qualification of C++ because it's really a complex language and uh, what happens behind the scene is, is incredible. So, But if we um, can overcome all these uh, skepticisms by saying we are DR332 compliant, uh, then we are really, uh, we have the confidence and we can qualify C++ libraries that with an amount of rigor that others can't. That's one extension, but the other extension is, for example, SOTIF, safety of intended functionality. This is uh, will be uh, supporting artificial intelligence and machine learning. And uh, while well, we can make a different um, episode of, about this standard uh, another time, but being compliant with this would allow us also to qualify um, machine learning and um, artificial intelligence applications with our approach. Which is definitely part of the future for any software development at yeah. this point, I think. Yeah. So we can develop Validas further by extending the process we cover 
And we do this using the PMT tool. So I have to ask you, in conclusion, would you recommend Validus's process modeling tool over other process modeling tools that are currently available? Well, that's a question everyone has to decide on, on his own. So it's a free tool. We don't charge money for it. Uh, we have a customer also, and that is he was using it um, for their own purpose. They said, well, if it's good for Validus processes and they are so um, so elaborated, then it's also good for our processes and you can use it. Maybe other people um, like to have other processes or have started with other tools and don't want to switch here again and... Maybe they have also other um, preferences in what they expect from a process. Maybe uh, just uh, like a wiki. If you want to have a, a, a HTML-based process description, you might may more look to HTML um, tools that generate HTML pages, which PMT currently does not do. Um, it's not our aim to uh, interfere with wiki. We use uh, Wiki for our processes, for our general processes at Validas, and for the safety processes, we use PMT. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And the summary, what we have uh, seen today is uh, the process modeling tool saves us as a basis for modeling the processes with roles, steps, and artifacts, and automatically generates documents and has a lot of other interesting features. Thank you for listening for today. Next episode, number 39, will be about a COVID case. So stay tuned and uh, we'll get some surprising tool qualification news here related to COVID-19. Thank you for joining us. We are very happy to hear from our listeners. So if you have any questions on topics in tool and library qualification, let us know. Our email address is podcast at validus.de. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And don't worry about qualification. Be happy with Validas.